When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 6th of September, 2022. Daniel Pedgrew with you broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ693 AM in Brisbane and SEN1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, the phone number as per usual, or 0457 736 736 with you for the next hour before Vossi and Brady with breakfast through SEN 1170 AM and Patton Hills through SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM. And we've got a busy hour on the show today, all the latest in the NRL in a moment. Plus, in about 15 minutes, we're going to cross to America have a chat with Chris Perkins. What about Nick Kyrgios yesterday? He was amazing in four sets. Uh, lost the second set, but uh, the last two sets in particular, that last set, very, very convincing. And a few people saying he can go all the way in this year's US Open. So we'll chat about that. Plus, it is a Tuesday, so we'll get all the latest from all the other sport in America as well with Chris. In about half an hour, John Gallo will join me. We'll talk EPL, another big round of the EPL done and dusted yesterday. So he'll join me in about half an hour as well. But most importantly, your calls, texts, welcome all hour, 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Uh, plenty going around in rugby league today as we build up towards the final series. But and I know Vossi and Brandy are going to talk about this later as well. But I want to hear from you this morning, especially if you're listening to us through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 how did you go, if you're a member, how did you go with getting NRL finals tickets yesterday? Now, the rest of the tickets go on South Day to the general public, but we've had a few issues. Now, firstly, South Sydney had the biggest uh, issue. Uh, embarrassed NRL has been forced to apologise to South Sydney's 30,000 members after a ticketing glitch denied the Rabdos faithful the chance to buy early tickets for the game on Sunday. Now, further infuriating South's fans is that the NRL ticketing computer error allowed potentially thousands of tickets to be snapped up by the Roosters supporters after the initial release of ticketed members. It came as Parramatta fans pushed hard to hijack Friday night's massive qualifying final against neighbour rival at Penrith. South Sydney members, given priority to buy tickets for the sellout game from 10am on Monday, were hit with an electronic message stating error when asked to type in a code to buy tickets. About 20 minutes later, the members received a follow-up email from the club that said the code provided by the NRL in the previous email was incorrect. Please use the code attached. 
Uh, once the issue had been resolved, many of the premium seats had been snapped up by Roosters fans who did not encounter the same online problem as their Rabbitohs rivals. Uh, the South Sydney CEO Blake Solly confirmed the NRL code sent to members were incorrect. The NRL has now held back additional seats for affected South's fans. The NRL called us to apologise and confirmed they would send an apology email to all our members, Blake Solly said, in terms of, uh, well, and I think they definitely deserve an apology, to be perf- perfectly honest uh, with you. That's what uh, Blake Solly said about this whole situation. He also said it was extremely disappointing for all our members and the club that we couldn't buy tickets when they went on sale. Hopefully the delay doesn't stop people from getting online to snap up tickets to the game. To their credit, the NRL also said they would put additional bays on hold for South members who had been impacted by the error. I'm still really confident our passionate members will be the majority in the stadium on Sunday. An NRL spokesman confirmed the stuff up and promised South fans would be given another chance to buy tickets. The error was rectified quickly and tickets made available to ticketed members, he said. Additional seating holds were placed to ensure that any members affected affected still have a chance uh, to be able to access member seating within the ticketed members window timeframe. Now, meanwhile, Parramatta fans uh, want to try out number Panther supporters on Friday. Figures uh, that have been attained by the Daily Telegraph indicate Eels members have brought 35% of the tickets sold. Now, um, firstly, if you're a Souths fan, if you tried to get tickets yesterday and failed, I'd, I'd love to hear from you on this one. Or if you didn't get your seats where you'd hope you'd get them. Now, I believe the Rabbitohs Bays were supposed to be and may well still be Bay, I think it was Bay 31, 32, roughly, of Allianz Stadium. Did you manage to get your tickets eventually? 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. But if you're trying to get tickets generally, now I logged on um, and I'm going to the game on Sunday. I logged on um, and used the code provided to Roosters members. Um, and I'm a Roosters member. Um, and very quickly uh, got tickets. And I have to say, a lot of the tickets were gone incredibly quickly. Um, the my, One of the main bays for the Roosters supporters were gone, was gone within five minutes. Um, um, potentially, that may be a fact. one of the factors due to that is the fact that we are in a situation where Allianz Stadium, oh, only one game obviously being played there, the bays are probably a bit smaller than the old, Allianz Stadium and a lot of other grounds. So obviously the Bays are going to go pretty slow. But the other issue with this whole thing that has been mentioned a bit on social media is that why uh, the NRL or why the clubs are not entirely sure whose decision it was, but why are we using codes that are generic to a club that can be shared on social media? So I know, for instance, the Roosters one, emails were sent out to all eight teams on Sunday night. And I know the Roosters one, and I'm sure this happened with a lot of other uh, teams as well, was shared on social media for anyone to use. Now, going back a couple of years ago, um, we used to get a code, uh, any team that was involved in the finals used to get a code uh, which was specific to your membership, that if you shared on social media or you gave to a friend before that, that would be your chance for tickets gone. You wouldn't be sharing it on social media. But now you can share this code anywhere and people could have jumped on. I saw and look, I saw a Souths fan the other day, or yesterday, saying on social media that because of the situation uh, with the South tickets, he had to end up getting tickets, but he's in one of the Roosters' base. Now, that's, I'm sure, not where he really wants to be sitting. 
Um, I just think that it could have been handled a lot better, definitely from a South Sydney point of view. And I feel sorry for those South fans that might miss out on tickets because of this. But also, I think just generally, you can't be giving a generic code out and not expect it to be shared. Not that it should be shared, but it has been. And it means a lot of people that are not members got tickets ahead of people that do get uh, that uh, do pay for membership every year. A lot of people pay a lot of money for membership. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. And I think the other thing that may need to be looked at, and I don't think this was an issue yesterday, but the tickets going on sale at the same time for every game and also the two AFL games this weekend. Potentially, they need to look at staggering that as well. Did you have any issues? Do you think there's a better way we can do this? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. As I said, I was lucky enough to get tickets uh, very quickly, but you had to be logged on at exactly 10 a.m. And again, you should not be having to use a code that anyone can share. They really need to look into that for week two and beyond, no matter who's involved in the finals. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And South Sydney fans, how are you feeling after you missing out on some tickets? And hopefully, as uh, Blake Solly said and the NRL said, they have put aside tickets for South's fans that missed out yesterday, but really it shouldn't be happening. 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Meanwhile, Manly's football department has asked its players to fill out an anonymous survey, which is expected to show whether Coach Des Hassler still has support of the playing group. Now, reports in the Daily Telegraph understand the players were asked to undertake the survey as part of the end of season review, which began on Monday, only hours before the club's presentation night at the start. Now, the chief executive, Tony Mestrov, said he was unaware of the survey until he was contacted by a third party. He is looking into the matter, which has emerged as the club grapples with revelations of internal bickering and player dissent following a miserable end to the season. Hasler's future has come under the spotlight as he prepares to meet senior club officials later this week to discuss his future. And there's been a big media campaign uh, you would have seen on the various news uh, sources yesterday, back page of the Telegraph, back page of the Herald as well, uh, Tom Dravojevic and Daily Cherry Evans. Um, now, it's understood the Manly players were asked to complete a 40-question survey conducted by the football department as part of an inquest into a disappointing season. The survey was designed to help Hasler and his coaching staff with their personal development, as well as give insight into the mood of the playing group. It was also structured to give the players the opportunity to flag any concerns with coaches or teammates anonymously. It is understood the questions included how the players would feel about a new coach in 2023, their thoughts surrounding the assistant coaches and the roles they play, the level of support they received from the club this year, and general questions surrounding the Pride jersey fiasco. There is expected to be change at the Seagulls uh, after what's occurred over the past few days. That, that survey, the first bit about it, the first bullet point, how the players would feel about a new coach in 2023, yeah, that doesn't look too good uh, for Des Hasler, does it? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or one or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you're a Manly fan, how are you feeling at the moment? Uh, as we said there's, yesterday, there's going to be meetings throughout the week. 
It was a terrible end to the season, and this saga seems to be going to be dragging on for a little while longer. Um, and Manly skipper Daly Cherry Evans insists he still has the support of teammates amid speculation over a move to oust him as captain of the Manly Seagulls. Now, Daly Cherry Evans has said that he reached out to several of his teammates, including Tom and Jake Dravojevic, to gauge his standing among the group. Tom Dravojevic joined Cherry Evans for an interview at the club's Narrabeen training base yesterday as a show of support for the embattled halfback who admitted he would step away from the leadership role if it was deemed he was no longer the right man for the job. The situation is obviously something I wanted to address to make sure there were no, no ill feelings or a player push for that to change. As far as I'm aware, there is no push for that to change. And you know what? If the club decides that what is be- that's what is best for this team, I will never stand in the way of this club moving forward. But for right now, as far as I'm aware, that hasn't been brought to my attention. So, and Tom Dravojevic also uh, came out and support through support behind Daily Cherry Evans as well. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. And Nick Kyrgios, and we're going to talk about it more after the break with uh, Chris Perkins. Winning yesterday against uh, Medvedev, did you watch it? I know it was on at an awkward time of the day if you're in the office, or did you see the highlights at least last night on the news? And we sort of asked this question a couple of months ago when he, well, last month or back end of June, when he was succeeding at Wimbledon, got it all the way to the final. Are you on the Nick Kyrgios bus? Are you supporting him to go all the way? It's very hard. And I know a lot of people have issues with Nick Kyrgios. And I know a lot of people don't like the way he acts on the court, but he is entertaining to watch. And I I think one of the things that, um, has annoyed a lot of people about Nick Kyrgios over the years is the talent he does have. And for many, many years, yes, he won two or three games and then lost. But over the past couple of months at Wimbledon, and now we're seeing it here at the US Open as well, we're seeing finally that talent, all that talent he has, and he's using it. Are you on the Nick Kyrgios bus? Do you want him to go all the way to the US Open final? He's into the quarterfinals. He'll play tomorrow. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. He, he, he really does defy opinion, but I think he's really must watch, and especially uh, over this little uh, run he's having. And he was sensational yesterday. Even if you don't like him, he was absolutely sensational. So are you supporting Nick Kyrgios to go all the way in the US Open? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And do you think he can? Or do you think he might run into a, a bigger name, name player like Rafa Nadal, who is in action at the moment? He's down 4 3 in the first set. But uh, games on serve. In fact, no, he's down a break, in fact. So uh, to foe, he's playing and he's down 4 3 at the moment. We'll get an update with Chris Perkins shortly. Do you think Kyrgios can go all the way? Made the final Wimbledon just a couple of months ago. So that's just some of what's on our agenda this morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Kyrgios, are you backing him and are you on the bandwagon to go all the way? Manly fans, how are you feeling uh, after it continues, the news continues to be surrounding your club? And also, did you manage to get 
finals tickets. Did you have any issues getting finals tickets yesterday? And why are we using a code that can be shared just generally on social media? Is there a better way we can sort out these finals tickets for the rest of the final series? Because you do not want to be in this mess again next week, no matter who's playing. And we know there may be a final in Townsville. Um, there might be two finals in City. We'll just have to see where that does land. But there's got to be a better system. Got a couple of texts there. I'll get to them after the break, but keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. It's 16 past five. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins. It is Tradies News in a Nutshell at 20 past five. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Asking uh, you this morning, any issues with getting tickets yesterday? I know a lot of people had different issues. Uh, I still think there's a better way to do it. Quite a lot of texts there. We'll get to them shortly. Here's one, though. This is from Jason, um, and there's a running theme to a couple of the texts, uh, sort of on a similar line. And he says, I have a better idea for the Rugby League finals from next week. Um, the top four, well, it will be a bit different next week because obviously there's only going to be four teams playing and two teams getting the week off and going straight through to the next week. Uh, but get the tickets um, on the Monday, and then the Tuesday, uh, the other clubs get access to the tickets. That's an idea. I'm not sure it would go down well to a lot of the clubs uh, that are in that uh, bottom four area, but interested uh, to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you, uh, Jason. More texts there. We'll get to them shortly. It is our Makita power play this morning. Don't forget this this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. All right, let us check in in America. A US Open update. We do it for Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two-for-one offer. Chris Perkins on the line. Morning to you, Chris. We spoke yesterday and then at about 9am yesterday morning, Sydney time, Nick Kyrgios got underway, um, won the first set, and it was a bit shaky in that second set, but those last two sets, in particular the final set, he was sensational, and now there's a lot of people backing him to go all the way. Well, now I'm wondering, was in, was there any productive work done in <laughs> Australia after about noon yesterday? Well, it's an interesting question because Monday afternoon, <laughs> um, a round of 16 at the US Open, Nick Kyrgios does, as I said earlier before I got you on the line, does split opinion a bit here in this country. But I tell you what, I think, and I don't know what time he's supposed to be playing tomorrow, but I think all eyes are going to be on his next few matches, especially if he makes it all the way to the semifinals and the final. Yeah, absolutely. And last night what he did up, up up in Queens, just unbelievable. And we talked about this yesterday. I, I said he had a chance mm. you know, because we know how much – we know he has all the physical talents in the world. He's got the power. He's got the court coverage. He's got the touch. We saw so much of that touch last night. You know, the, the drop shots, the backhand slice drop shots from the baseline – that Medvedev couldn't get to. Mm. We saw his power game just blowing 21 aces past Medvedev. Um, we, we've always wondered, where where's his headspace? And, yeah, he still has his little act. I mean, he came within a foot of getting defaulted in the second round when he when he hit, hit a ball into the wall behind him, okay? Mm. If that wall was a foot shorter, that ball is going into the crowd, hitting somebody, and he's getting defaulted match over automatically. Mm. You know, we, we saw that moment where, you know, he, um, Medvedev popped one up on his side, just kind of framed it. It pops up. It's going to go out. It's mm-hmm. not even going to cross over the net. And, and Kyrgios comes around the net, 
So Medvedev side hits the ball in, thinks he won the point. Well, he lost the point because he crossed the net. Mm. So, you know, he still has those, those, those moments where you go, what the bleep? But he's playing so much good tennis. And last night you saw him get into Medvedev's head. I have never seen Daniil Medvedev check out of a match like he did in the fourth set last night. No. I, it, it was it was stunning to see. I mean, he was especially on his service games. He was just stepping up to the line. Crowd still applauding, cheering, tossing the ball up, serving it. And, and you, he didn't care last night. He wanted to get out of there. And you mentioned as well, um, and you're right, Chris. Uh, you mentioned as well, Kyrgios. He he does have a bit of. Uh, tantrum in him, as does Medvedev. And you kind of saw that as the match was starting to get away from him in that fourth set, whacking the ball mm-hmm. uh, against the wall. Nothing overly wrong with it, but still not a great look. And the, look, the fact Kyrgios can beat the number one seat, and, and I mentioned this and you basically just said it as well, he's got so much talent and now it's only really now over the past two months at Wimbledon and now at the US Open that we're actually seeing him use all that talent. Absolutely. He's got the most wins on the ATP tour since the end of the French Open. Nobody else has won more on tour other, uh, besides him um, since, since June 6th. So it has been a great three-month run. He just beat Medvedev last month in Montreal mm. in the second round. Mm. So uh, Kyrgios is probably playing the best tennis, tennis of his career. We've seen a lot of good tennis from him. Uh, he just hasn't quite gotten that major yet. Got close at Wimbledon. I think he does take this that last step. You know, there's a reason I tipped him. I thought he was close. Uh, you know, I saw it at Wimbledon. I was like, he can keep it together for two weeks. He can make another run. He's doing it right now. He's three wins away from it. Yeah, he's not very far away at all. And um, his next opponent uh, is uh, Kachanov. So we'll find out what happens uh, there. I don't know what time that's listed for tomorrow, but it'll be uh, still another tricky match. Uh, they've had a bit of history on social media as well uh, over well the past couple of years, especially a couple of years ago uh, with a couple of COVID-related things. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Just Rafa Nadal, he's in action at the moment against uh, Defoe, and he's actually a set point down. Um, although he's just uh, fought off another set point. So he's fought off two set points at the moment, but uh, still Defoe with one more set point. So that's going to be interesting if he is to lose that first set, but we'll wait and see what happens with that one. And should also make mention as well yesterday, I know there was a lot of talk about Kyrgios and rightly so, but Alia Tamlonovic uh, won as well. Uh, she said she won ugly, but she defeated Samsonova uh, to move into her first US Open quarterfinal straight sets. Um, Seven six in the first set, although it was ten eight in the tiebreaker. So well done uh, to her. Of course, beat Serena Williams the other day as well, and into the U.S. Open quarterfinals. So it's been a pretty good uh, tournament so far for the Aussies, Chris. Yeah, definitely a, ni- a nice day yesterday for for Australia in terms of both both sides of the uh, the tournament, the men's and the women's. And, and Tomjanovic can call call the first set ugly. It, it was it was a very back and forth first set, seven six. A uh, second set, not ugly. Six one. Come on, you cannot call a six one no. set ugly. No, well, yeah, that that's an impressive performance. I suppose it's good that she's uh, her own uh, hardest harshest critic. Uh, Nadal has lost that first set, so, so Defoe uh, one set up over Rafa Nadal. So potentially an upset coming there, but still a long way 
to go. Now, just away from tennis, because it is Tuesday, and on a Tuesday we usually catch up with you. Uh, the NFL are not too far away. In fact, starting, I think, late, well, is later on in this week. And don't forget, uh, by the way, as of Monday morning, I won't be here on Mondays because we will have our NFL coverage on SEN, which we're really looking forward to. But what's the latest uh, crazy stuff happening in the college football? Yeah, the NFL starts Thursday night. Bills and the Rams uh, mm. from Los Angeles opening the season. The curtain raiser. Traditionally, the defending champions get to raise their banner at home and, and celebrate a title. I will try to not puke while watching it. Uh, sorry, that personal personal opinion. I don't like the Rams. Uh, but yeah, college football uh, week one was this past weekend. In fact, uh, it, it was the entire weekend because the NFL is not playing yet. So we had a boatload of games on Saturday. Mm. Had a had a Big game yesterday. Got another game tonight as well. Uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech playing in Atlanta tonight. Clemson looking to bounce back from a down season by their standards. They won 10 games last year, went 10-3, and three, but that was a down season by Clemson standards. Uh, last night, Florida State and LSU had a wild one in New Orleans. Uh, Florida State uh, fumbled the ball deep in LSU territory with a minute 20 left. And by deep, I mean at the one-yard line. Uh, up seven points. So LSU needed a miracle. They needed to march 99 yards in a minute and 20 seconds. Okay, They got the one miracle with the fumble when Florida State was about to go in. They needed the second miracle by going 99 yards, ultimately did it on the last play of regulation for a touchdown to make it 24-23. The problem is uh, the rules say you have to kick the extra point to tie the game. You just don't get it handed to you. Uh, and they com- they took the two miracles, followed it up by slipping on a banana peel, by letting their, their field goal protection unit part like the Red Sea. The extra point was blocked, and Florida State won the game by that one single solitary point. Very, very, very close. So just quickly, tell us about another home run hit yesterday in the baseball. Yeah, Albert Pujols yesterday. Didn't start uh, for the Cardinals against Chicago, the Cubs yesterday in St. Louis. Uh, Came into the game in the eighth inning as a pinch hitter uh, with a runner at second base. Mm. The Cubs, in a scoreless game in this eighth inning, decided, ah, we'll go ahead and pitch to the old guy, even though he's been raking left-handed pitchers the the last couple of months. Uh, They had a lefty on the mound, let him pitch to Pujols. Pujols punished him. Hit it over the bullpen for a two-run homer. The only runs of the game. The Cardinals won two nothing. Pujols now at 695 home runs. He is one away from um, Alex Rodriguez for fourth all time on the career home run list, and five away from the magical round number of 700. This last month of the season, St. Louis is going to be buzzing every time Pujols comes to the plate. Wish I had the ability to hit a home run, uh, Chris, or actually hit any baseball ball. I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd love it. But anyway, thank you uh, for all that. Looking forward to having a chat again tomorrow. Curious uh, may well be in action when we speak. We'll have to sort of see what happens uh, with that. But another big day at the US Open coming up today and then tomorrow. So we'll chat tomorrow about this time tomorrow, mate. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, by the way, top seed on the women's side, Shriatek, uh yes. She's in the second set. Lost the first set 6-2. Right now, last I looked, up 3-2 in the second. So top seed in a a fight in the round of 16. Yes, as is Rafa Nadal. Thank you, mate. We'll chat tomorrow.
Have a good day. Chris Perkins in the USA. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We do that all for Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their 241 offer. 0457 736 736. This one from Andy uh, says that members of the four clubs that have the hosting rights should get 90% of tickets. That's part of the finishing higher home ground advantage. That from Andy. Um, yeah, well, that was sort of similar to what Jason also said on the text. Uh, yeah, look, I, I understand uh, where you're coming from, Andy. I, I just think you probably be, and especially you could probably do that at an Arling Arts uh, Stadium type of place. But Penrith Stadium, Cronulla Stadium, there's only, well, how much does Penrith hold? 20-odd thousand, Cronulla 11,500 at the moment. And I did see a lot of talk, Andy, on social media about the situation, about the fact that these finals are even being played at these venues. But that's an NRL thing. that They need to make that um, in black and white at the start of the year. Um, so I, 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 that's another complete separate issue. Look, I think I do agree with you in, to an extent, Andy. I'd probably limit that down maybe to 75, 80% of the tickets. Um, I, I do think the home ground advantage should count for something. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Parramatta Eels fans were wanting to get ahead and get into Penrith Stadium and outnumber the Penrith fans. Um, I, I just think that a home ground advantage, especially that first week you've earned it, uh, you want the majority of your fans there. So I, I, whilst maybe 90%, I do agree, Andy, that maybe 75 to 80% home ground advantage. And if they don't all sell out, and they won't always sell out, especially at an Allianz stadium-type venue, you then move on to the other supporters and then just the general public. But again, I go back to this point, and South Sydney, if you've just joined us, South Sydney had this issue yesterday with their tickets with getting the wrong code. But the generic code should not be used anyway that can be shared on social media. Um, it should go back to how it was two or three years ago where if you're a member, you get a code specific to your membership. And if you want to share that, that's fine, but then you're not going to be able to use that code again. The fact that codes were shared on social media, a lot of members missed out on tickets because of that, it's just not good enough. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Thanks for your text, Andy. Back after this, we'll talk EPL next with John Gallo. At 22-6, to six, Rafa Nadal down in the first set, a two to foe to foe, one at 6-4, just beginning in that second set. So we'll keep you up to date with that. EPL in just a second, but just very quickly before that, uh, South Sydney captain Cam Murray is confident he will overcome a concussion to face fierce rivals, the Sydney Roosters, on Sunday. Now, the final call on Cam Murray uh, won't be made until he meets with the, an independent doctor in the next two days. Murray said, this type of thing is out of your control. Uh, his tackling technique has come under question after the forward was knocked out in similar fashion in the first minute of the Origin Decider in July. He says, it feels fine. We have a long turnaround this week, so I had a couple of days to rest up. I'm symptom-free, so that is good. Meanwhile, Roosters winger Daniel Tupo is firming to play after he tested his groin with running drills under the watchful eye of medical staff on Monday morning. And also, uh, news on Joey Manu uh, yesterday as well. Uh, not as bad as... Uh, First feared, he's still going to be out uh, for two to three weeks. But if the Roosters are to get to the preliminary final, he may well be fit then. 
uh, to D- James Tedesco. The captain said he's devastated. I do like this attitude, though, from Tedesco. We'll get to the grand final, and hopefully he'll be okay. It's hard to tell with calves early on, and he's had a bit of a niggle for a while. He did say it's a massive loss, though, because he's been one of their best players all year. Uh, but good news surrounding Daniel Tupo. The Roosters also expected to welcome back Victor Radley. Hargrave should play. Verrills and also uh, Suwali should be in the team. Time to chat EPL. Jonathan Gallo, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. How are we? Uh, Very, very well. Another intriguing round of the EPL just done. So let's go through some key matches. It started on Saturday night with Everton and Liverpool. It finished nil all. I watched all of this game. It was a weird old one because it hit the woodwork, I reckon, about five or six times, but neither team could end up getting the goal. Yeah, a bit unfortunate if you're a Liverpool fan. I think they created numerous opportunities, particularly in that in that second half. It was a very tight, closely fought first half between both sides, as expected in uh, in a Merseyside derby. Both sides going at it, hammer and tongs, and uh, really throwing the defensive playbook out the out the window, really, and just going all out attack for the first uh, 45 minutes, which was great to see. Second half, Liverpool started to try slowly come on top with Diaz and Salah getting on the ball more, but. As you said, they hit the post three or four times and mm. just unlucky in the end not to, not to grab a goal. I think one goal would have done it. I think they would have seen through to get all three points. But um, Everton responded well, as expected. Frank Lampard's been a man under pressure a little bit. So it made sense that at Goodison Park that uh, obviously they were going to step up and try and deliver something against uh, a Liverpool side. So um, well done for Everton for fighting hard. I think they'll take the point. Whereas Liverpool probably a little bit slightly disappointed out of the two teams. They didn't walk away with all three, but uh, a great performance by both teams. Tottenham continue their winning start of the season, 2-1 over Fulham. Yeah, Spurs uh, did very, very well in this game. They they came out and uh, from the start, really, right to the finish, they were the more dominant side. They had more possession, created more opportunities, um, probably should have scored another two or three goals in the back of the net by the uh, end of play, to be honest. But Conte would be very, very happy to walk out with three points at home against a, a pretty up-and-down Fulham side. It's hard to gauge where Fulham are at uh, so early on in the season. They've started very strongly, um, but uh, they've been slipping up in the last couple of weeks. So Spurs probably got them in a good time, whereas Spurs are playing with a lot of confidence. Obviously, Harry Kane uh, leading the way, and then Son, as well as with Richarlison up front, were really in good form as well. So they're three main men for Spurs strike again and uh, another three points and Spurs now uh, you know, comfortably making their way into the four and uh, could be a side to contend with come, come end of season. Bournemouth, they sacked their manager and they get a win 3-2 over, admittedly it was just over Nottingham Forest, but it still counts. Yeah, absolutely. This is normally the case when the, when the caretaker coach takes over. Um, they normally get a good couple of results early on. But uh, yeah, I think against this Nottingham side, it was to be expected it was going to be a close one. Um, but Bournemouth will give them a lot of confidence. I think they'll take a lot out of these three points, the first three points of the season as well. Uh, but they need to keep winning these kind of games because they need all the help they can get to get out of the relegation zone that they're currently in. And the morale of the team uh, would have been shot in the last couple of weeks as well, given that their coach has gone and there's been a lot of press coverage about their poor form as well. So um, this would do them the world of good. Nottingham, big slip up for them because they've been quite strong the last couple of games. And to drop three points against a struggling Bournemouth uh, side was not certainly on their plan. So, um, yeah, definitely a big result for Bournemouth. And I'm sure they'll uh, they'll try and bring some confidence in the next coming weeks for sure. Chelsea ended up coming from behind to beat West Ham two goals to one. Pretty decent match this one. Yeah, decent, decent game. I thought West Ham did very, very well. It was a controversial decision in the end too. It was a uh, no-disallowed goal in the end from West Ham with a late equaliser. So 
They looked at the VAR, and the VAR awarded it a free kick uh, to the goalkeeper for Chelsea, which was a very controversial decision, a bizarre decision. Totally don't understand why that was given, but there you go. But, uh, yeah, Chelsea did very well in the end to get all three points, and we saw the likes of Kai Havertz, Pulsic up front, really step up, Conor Gallagher in the midfield, uh, Kovacic came back from an injury. So, you know, Chelsea spent a lot of money in the transfer window as well, more than any other side in the English Premier League. So bringing the likes of Aubameyang over and uh, really bolstering their side. So they've been a fantastic force. I think Chelsea now really hitting some, some, the straps at the moment. And uh, if they continue on this way, they're going to be a tough side to, to play, that's for sure. But a, a great win against West Ham. He'll be very disappointed they didn't put more of a show on uh, in this game. I still can't figure out, John, if I'm a fan of VAR or not. And it's probably, we only have about five minutes to get through all these games. So it's probably not a discussion point for now, but maybe when we speak later on in the week, because... Gee, I mean, I understand that all technology in sport, it's going to be there, but it seems, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems a lot more clunky than what we see in a lot of the other sports, especially here in Australia. Yeah, I think there's so much pressure on referees in the past, and now they, they're looking at everything at the moment. And uh, I can understand it in the way. Um, I think it takes the pressure off people talking about the referees and certain decisions that went against the team during the game. I think it's very black and white now where, we can clearly see whether it was a foul or not. But the problem is that some of these clearly seen fouls are, are not being given and mm. fouls should just be play on. They're, they're, they're pulling them up for. So they've been very inconsistent in their uh, in their decisions. And that's the thing. If you're going to bring technology into the sport, you need to have consistency in the uh, in the outcome. And that's not happening at all. So um, that's the only probably conjecture around the, the VAR at the moment in the, uh, in the Premier League. Worrying result for Leeds going down 5-2 to Brentford. Yeah, big game this. I think both teams uh, forgot about defence in this game. They decided to go at it. Seven goals in the game. 5-2 scoreline is not something you really hear too often in football, certainly in the EPL. But uh, all that attack from, from Bedford, I have to say, Ivan Tuvi up front, you should have seen the two goals. He scored absolute peaches of goals. So if you get the highlight reel, go back and look at them because they were absolutely phenomenal. Um, Jesse Marsh got marshed off the field. He was uh, given a, a red card. Midway through the second half, he had a few arguments with the fourth official and uh, was certainly boisterous about that. But uh, he got sent off and uh, Leeds crumbled after that. They went down 5-2 and their defence was all over the place, I have to say. I've never seen a more disorganised Leeds United side this year than what I saw on the weekend. Some worrying signs and, and Brentford... You know, with all respect to Brentford, they're not a, a Man City or, or a Liverpool or a Chelsea. To put five past you uh, tells you there's some big problems defensively for, for Leeds United that they need to get right. So um, big problems, big work to do. Uh, but uh, for Brentford, great result, great three points. Uh, and they'll definitely take that at home as well. So Tuvi's come back and I think he's really bolstered their side up front. He's done a great job and uh, he's getting better and better. And this side, Brentford, is just improving week by week. So... Yeah, watch out for this. Uh, we saw Wolves won over Southampton nil and a nil-all draw between Newcastle and Crystal Palace. Just quickly on these uh, last three matches, Aston Villa, Man City won all draw. Aston Villa will be pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Massive, massive result. I think Villa did very, very well to defend. They they stayed tight, they stayed compact and didn't allow City to get in behind them all that much. The space around the back four wasn't really there for the likes of Haaland or Bernardo Silva or Phil Foden to really work their magic. So, um, yeah, they really slowed the tempo down to their play and uh, and got out with a point, a fantastic, well-earned point. Uh, but uh, City would be very disappointed they didn't get all three in this one. Though they would have been looking to continue their form, but it goes to show with sides that uh, like to defend and play on the counter, there's always a threat that City uh, can start to slowly dwindle away from their from their normal form. So um, yeah, great performance from Villa and a well earned uh, point. Brighton having a fantastic start to the season, five two over Leicester City. 
Yeah, Brighton, interestingly, in the transfer market, Brighton has spent less than most sides in the EPL, and they've lost two of their star players. Cucciarella has left the club, and Basuma as well, two star players for Brighton, and yet Graham Potter is still able to get three points, you know, week in and week out more often than not. They've just been formidable, Brighton. They're sitting in the four at the moment, six games into the season. Who would have had them in the top four come six games? No one would have seen that coming. But if you looked at their form last year, they've been brilliant. Again, this year, they started the season strong. Leicester, yeah, well, I mean, Leicester, talk about a club in crisis. Uh, Leicester at the moment, just all over the place. Players are not on the same wavelength. Players visibly arguing with one another mm. uh, and, and just not on the same page with Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers is a manager at the moment who's looking for answers and not getting many. There's a lot of questions coming out each and every performance and they're sitting in the relegation zone six games into the season. Again, similarly, no one would have thought Leicester would have been down the bottom of the table. So it's a worrying sign for, for Brendan Rodgers and, uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on his shoulders at the moment. And finally, in about 60 seconds, Man United 3, Arsenal 1. Haven't Man United turned their season around very quickly? Yeah, they have, and the likes of you know ninety million pound investment, Anthony out wide, the Brazilian would have helped that for sure. And obviously Christian Eriksen in the off season, they've got their players so together now and and forming a wonderful side. I have to say uh, that the belief in that squad is is formidable. Arsenal just went away from what they did so well in the first five games of the season, where they were just able to take their chances, and that was a big big storyline out of this game. Arsenal had so many missed chances in that second half. Man United keep putting on the pressure and got out with uh, with all three mm. points at home. So. Yeah, they're a side at the moment that are on the up and uh, and certainly going to be a side, I think, fighting for around the six if they can keep this form up. They've got a tough game this weekend against Palace, so it'll be interesting to see how they continue with this form. But, uh, yeah, wonderful result for, for United and gives them all the confidence in the world. Now, we have made an executive decision, as I say goodbye to you, to move your wonderful Thursday segment to Friday. So our road to the World Cup will continue after a couple of weeks off on Friday morning as well as a preview of the EPL. So looking forward to having a chat on Friday, John. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. And, uh, yes, we'll uh, talk again on Friday. Yes. Looking forward to the road to the World Cup. Yes, looking forward to it as well. Thank you, mate. We'll speak then. Thank you, mate. Take care. John Gallo talking EP. Back with me Friday morning. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. Break and back with more. It's 10 to 6. Yeah, five and a half to six o'clock. This one from the Yeovil Treeman on the text saying, says, Hi, Dan. Lucky enough to work in a small open plan office with a large screen TV. So got to follow most of the Kyrgios game yesterday. Whilst I have many issues with his behaviour, you can't deny his talent. And I enjoy watching him play. His chances of winning the Open are as good as anyone left in the tournament. Yeah, I agree. Into the quarterfinals, we're playing tomorrow. And we'll wrap it all up again with Chris Perkins tomorrow. Breakfast not too far away through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney with Vossi and Brandy. One of their guests this morning, Lee Hachipantelis, will be on the show after 8 AM. And through SENQ 693 and SEN 1620 AM with Pat and Heels at 
Broncos Awards. Their own Broncos Awards they're going to be doing uh, this morning, which will interesting. And Lions captain Dane Zorko will also join them on the show. So that's all after 6 a.m. right after the news. Thank you for your company. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. Have a great Tuesday. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.